Hello, wrestling fans. Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett, Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are right along ringside and ready to go with another episode of the Territorial Wrestling Review. And Quentin, I'm going to dispatch with the Pledge of the Trees. What a big week in professional wrestling. Okay, I had to look away in my part of the intro, and you had your eyes closed the whole time on yours. <laughs> I will probably include the uh, the original attempt at an introduction. Quentin and I are both really tired, and when we first tried to start this thing after 30 minutes of just random babble, <laughs> we busted out laughing and couldn't get control. Um, you'll probably hear it at the end. <laughs> Because it, it's too funny not to include. <laughs> yeah, what a what a, what, a, what a weekend wrestling, huh? Something big happened. They said you uh, you sound less than impressed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you must be living under a rock if you're a wrestling fan. CM Punk has returned to professional wrestling, making his debut in Chicago, Illinois. I forgot the building's name. I was going to say the building because uh, United Center. Yeah, the United Center, um, because wrestling doesn't traditionally go there. You know, it's no, no. Yeah, they said what ninety four or something like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time because it, yeah, it's been a while. And, and he came out. They had another and, uh, big building down. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, and he came out and uh, he cut what I felt was a, a very intriguing promo. Um, you seem to feel differently. What do you mean? I'm, what do you intriguing? But what do you mean by intriguing? Well. I don't know. I, I, I felt like he spoke from the heart. I felt like he addressed things. And I felt like he convinced me that he's 100% into it. This isn't a part-timer thing. That being that said, the- I watched the, the press conference afterward he did with Tony Khan, with wrestling journalists. So they shared not very much de- details of his contract, but just that it was not a part-time deal. He was there full-time. I didn't watch that part. I just watched the I, It was a video show. that popped up on my feed. But strictly about the promo, even before then, I had the feeling. And I will say, unashamedly, I am a huge CM Punk fan. I, I always was uh, from his indie days. Uh, I, I know he can cut an, an extremely good promo, but I, this didn't feel like promo punk in his delivery. And I don't know. I just From the personality of any interview i've seen of him and you know i've I've watched a lot of them through the years being shoot interviews or just you know once he got more famous just interview interviews and yeah he seems genuine about never wanting to do that part-timer thing only wants to do it when he knows he can do it blah 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 so i don't know i i I, he convinced me that he was there and we're going to see the best he has to offer okay (laughs) you ready for my my opinion on everything yeah (laughs) you sure yep after watching that if that don't make you want to be a wrestling fan again, you're an idiot. You, that you, made me want to watch up, wrestling again. You built up like you disliked it. <laughs> Dude, that pop, that crowd, that was amazing. That made me want to watch wrestling again. You just worked the crap out of me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm so I'm cantankerous about stuff and, you know, my opinions on stuff. But I'm not a CM Punk fan. Never have been. But that right there... It it just the energy of that place and it just that was awesome. Only thing I wish they wouldn't have done is first match going against one of their top baby faces. I don't wish they wouldn't have did that. 
That was interesting to me also. Yeah. Uh, Unless they got something they're going to do out of it, you know, because you don't want to, Punk don't need a job his first night back. You don't, you don't need Darby Allen to do the job because he's, you know, even though losing to Punk, it's not, that's not bad, but it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. So Darby is, Darby to me is a little bit like Jungle Boy in the fact that he's so close to breaking through to that main event level. I think he's a little further than Jungle Boy. I, I agree, agreed, but like I'm saying, on that so close. Because at one point, Jungle Boy was about the hottest act. Yeah, yeah, he's cooled so off a little bit. I feel like they're just so close to breaking through that level. Yeah, that yeah, lo- losing to Punk will just go. Oh, you're not at that level. You're almost there. Yeah, like you know, Punk. Yeah, shines, a, yeah. You know, Punk. You know, assuming uh, Punk goes over in the end, he's going to give him an amazing match and look make him look better than he's probably ever looked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, match-wise, it's going to be good. But yeah, I just don't understand. Like I said, it, I don't think I would have did it yet. Because like you're saying, he's right there. Just He's in, you know, it won't hurt him, but it won't elevate him. Right. You know, you know and they need somebody else up there. And the people are wanting it. They're, they're you know, so I, that's the only thing I would have. Unless they got something they're going to do out. They got, out, you know, something coming out of it, maybe. I don't know. So it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. But that momentum, man, they got from him coming back. Um, hope he's telling the truth about everything, you know, because um, he's known to be very hard to work with his ideas and stuff and vocal. So I just hope everything, you know, I hope everything stay, you know what I'm saying? Works yeah. out because, um, you know, Punk's not a regular household name, but he's a regular wrestling household name. So that's big time, you know, for them. Um, well, I mean, he broke through a little bit to other things. Yeah, but sometimes, about, yeah, I mean, but as in, a, you know, I mean, that's like New York. You think they'd really have Cena come back or Punk come back? Take Cena in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Brock Lesnar come back or Punk come back, they still take Brock Lesnar. He's more of a name. Yeah. But, you know, I'm talking about overall, but – Wrestling households, you would you would want Punk to come back more than Lesnar, wrestling household wise. Yeah, um, you know, Cena. I I don't know because you got so many young kids that love still love Cena. So, but overall, I think for a wrestling household, more people would see more would watch Punk coming back than to watch the Brock, Brock Lesnar come back. So, um, I just hope it works out. I hope everything goes right. Um, but tell you, man, if if New York keeps releasing people, they're gonna have a they're gonna hear about four months. They're gonna have a crazy roster of just really good talent. I, I, yeah, I wonder. I always wonder about the the business side of that. They have a thick roster. Well, what's good? They're I, I, you know I'm old school about stuff, but uh, you know, like New York, they have three shows on regular TV now. AEW has three, has two, but then they have what two more online? Yeah, which is always they say, oh, they don't count as TV shows. And me being old school, nowadays you got more people, you got more access to online than you do sitting down watching. You know what I'm saying? It, it's you get the same access. Think about this. So you know the the shows like NXT and AEW are doing good to hit a million, but if a, a video goes viral, it can hit ten million views. In a day. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So 
at first I was like, yeah, you know, those AEW internet shows, they shouldn't count. But if you think about it, you know, more we've talked about stuff about today's age, you have this much access to YouTube and stuff as you do your television, your phone, tablet, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's even though it's not on a cable system or, you know, a TV system or we don't call it, uh, it's still, it's actually, you got more, you know, it's the same amount of access. So they'll have them two shows. They can put them, you know, their roster, they can have a, a big roster and use those other two shows too. Well, and for, think you know. about this too. And they do have, they do, so they don't have like tippy top guys, but they have like near top guys on there. You know what I mean? But if uh, they keep signing people, they're eventually going to have to start bringing some of them down there to get some TV, to get some TV time. Because their other two shows are going to be so full. So they're going to have to start bringing some of your top tier guys. Well, maybe one week do a, what is it, Dark? Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah. So, I mean, you might, you know, maybe one week, you know, a a top, you know, guy or, you know, it's her middle card or, you know, saying you come down and we'll do, you you won't be on regular, the the, uh, cable shows, but you'll be on one of them. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, we're going to have to start bringing some of the guys down just so they can get TV time. Yeah, you haven't seen any of it, right? Correct. I think I've watched one episode of The Dark. Okay. And that was when so, it first came on. So you see how it's shot, though. So when, when people say YouTube wrestling, a lot of people think, oh, it's a handy cam or it's a no, it's, a, it's a, a, a one camera shoot. It's just like TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why, you know, uh, I think it's okay to, you know, have those two shows because it's shot professional the same way as their other shows are. It's just on a different channel. Basically, it's what it is, you know. Um, and like I said, you know, we've talked about how nowadays there's really, you know, there's more people making money off YouTube videos than they are making working on sitcoms, you know, on Man, regular TV. I, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd be a guy who watches vlogs or vlogs, but, like, every week I – I watch, uh, let's see, I just started watching The Bunny has a vlog. It's pretty fun. Uh, Evil Uno has a vlog. He just started his. It's really fun. But Ethan Page has a vlog, and I watch his religiously. So, like, a lot of those guys in the back have other stuff they do on YouTube, and, like, almost all of it's really entertaining. Oh, sorry, Sammy Guevara has a vlog. Yeah, I know he has one. Yeah, they, they one do BTE every, you know, every week is being the elite. It's their YouTube show. Yeah, it's been on forever. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but like the like the Sammy vlog, that's where besides doing really really well in his matches, Fuego del Sol, that's how he got over was through Sammy's vlog. Now, yeah. So and I'm saying that it's brother's got a contract. People got it, people got to start understanding. I still think Cornette gets it. But the internet is just as valuable as regular TV, too. Yes. Viewer-wise. Maybe not commercial money-wise, sponsor-wise, as much as you get, like, on national TV commercial money. Yeah. But for viewers, you're getting a lot of viewers, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I you know, I a year ago, I, I was probably totally against stuff like that. But more you've told me about stuff, and I'm, you know, looking into it. It's the way stuff is nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even, yeah. even your regular TV is streaming now. So everything's streaming. You're on a level playing field. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everything's internet based now, pretty much. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah it'll, I, I it'll, think it's going to really air on live TV, but tomorrow you can find it on the internet. Yeah. But like I said, with them having, so I mean, they really, they have four shows really. I mean, they have the two on that, um, uh, whatever TV, what do you call it? Nationwide, whatever broadcast. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> but then they had the two. So they got both bases covered. I mean, you can't ask yeah. for it. I mean, so. And they shoot the other two. Do they shoot them before they do the live TV? I don't know. Um, or they shoot it after them can it? Or they shoot it before the day before? Or? They, they don't do But the it's on the same plot. They don't. They don't do the day before. I so I know it used to be like the tapings would go to like three in the morning because they do the okay. live show and then they do dark after. Yeah. But I've heard they when they were in Jacksonville, I heard they added added days. You know what I mean? So yeah, they could, this could be, be hey, this is dark and dark elevation day. Um, yeah. But now that they're on the road, now now that they're on the road, the episodes are shorter too, right? Because yeah. when they're at Daly's place and they could do That's however long right. they would work. Yeah. 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 You know, so I'd, I'd yeah. watch episodes of Dark that were two and a half hours. Yeah. And now you get anywhere between <laughs> like 40, one was 45 minutes. Last one I watched, I think it was an yeah. hour and a half. Wow. So I but think I, I, they're like, they might do some before, might do some after, live yeah. in the middle. Yeah. But I, I, they, I think it's all right. Yeah. Like I said, if, if punk serious, and everything, if it goes, works out, I think it's going to help them a lot. Like I said, and then the influx of guys leaving New York and girls leaving New York, um, that's going to help them. Yeah, so. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, get to this week's uh, match we're going to talk about. Let me cue it up here. We, wish, we always try to figure out some stuff last week about Murdoch and when he started and when did him and Dusty start up. I did a tons of research, but I'm going to narrow a lot of it down. So this match was um, December 4, 1971, JWA. Uh, Murdoch was 25 years old in this match. Oh, wow. Um, he started 65, so he had been working. Well, I did. I looked on cage match and wrestling data. Both of them says he started 65, but his mat, first match wasn't 66. So I'm assuming he must have refed. Because then his his stepdad worked, okay. and they said his uncle was Killer Tim Brooks. I don't know if that was true or not. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, so he probably was reffing. That's what I'm thinking. But so if he first match in '66, this is '71. So he'd been working five years. Uh, Anoki was 28 time of this match, uh, and he had been working since what 60. So he'd been working 11 years. Um, and we try to figure out when the outlaws. The Outlaws first, Texas Outlaws first started, they first started teaming in late uh, 68, and it was in the Central States Territory. Uh, they didn't have a lot of matches. In 69, they only had 12 matches together. Do you, do you think uh, that's true, or do you think that's just all that they have to record? Uh, I looked on both of those, and I mean, there, I'm sure there's some spot shows that they didn't didn't find and stuff, but still, I don't, they, you know, that's not a lot of matches. They were in Central City and in Dallas is where they were at. So, but I'm sure there's a lot of spot shows that they missed. But still, you you'd have more than twelve big towns. You know what I'm saying? It, so, seventy. Yeah, that, that's a long they, time ago. I think they just don't have records. Or, yeah. uh, no, I, I well, mean, they I'm got sure, them. In, I'm sure there are records. I don't know that. They got them working in other be, places. Okay. They got them working in other places though. Okay. At that time, that's what I'm saying. Um, in seventy. 
is when they really hit their stride. Um, they worked for Big Time Wrestling, which was the Sheets promotion, um, pretty much all of 70. Um, it was like from February to August. They worked his territory, and then they uh, did a few Maple Leaf Toronto shows and a few of the um, NWF Cleveland shows, which they had some float over of Sheik's talent into that, into the Cle- that Cleveland promotion. So, uh, so 70 was our big year. And then they left Sheik's territory and worked fl- went to Florida in September through December of 70, of 70. 71 is when they went to Australia and worked for Barnett, Jim Barnett in, in Australia. They were only there a month. Remember, did you hear the story? Talked they, they were, there was a big bar fight and Barnett was walking by and was looking in and, and out come <laughs> Murdoch and, and, and Rhodes coming out of the, they went there, like beat everybody up in the bar fight <laughs> in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's a crazy story. Uh, they were only there a month. Then they went to, um, to Florida for Jacksonville. Um, they only worked, they left Barnett, worked one month in Barnett. Then they only worked one more time together in 71. So that, they didn't work a lot in 71 together. So I thought they were like from like late sixties all the way to early sixties. I thought they were nonstop, you know. The top they weren't. They were they were off and on. Because um, uh, Dusty went and worked for McGurk, which came Watts' territory, and uh, Slater stayed a lot in Florida. Um, so that so seventy was their big was their big year. Um, well, they worked a whole year together. Um, then they. Um, 72, Dusty went to the AWA in, in January and pretty much stayed there all 72. He did a couple of shots for uh, the Dallas office did the, on the San Antonio shows. And uh, Murdoch went to the Funks. Um, they did, they, they did, they all 72, they didn't work, they didn't get back together until October 14th of 72 in the AWA. So, so. 71, they only worked a couple, uh, let's say, one month of Barnett, one other show. And then 72, they, they didn't work for the first 10 months together. Uh, 73, they was all the way through with AWA. Um, let's see. No, actually till May. And, yeah, they left AWA in May of 73. So they had, what, eight-month run there. And then they went to, this was kind of odd. Uh, they went to. Japan, but they went to IWE instead of JWA. That was kind of surprising. Uh, they teamed on seven shows there, and then they came back to America. They went their separate ways again. Uh, Murdoch went back to the Funks in Amarillo, and Dusty um, went to Florida and stayed. So, 73, they didn't work a lot together. Maybe six months total. But then, this is what's, what I, I dug up was really cool. On November 17, 1973, they worked each other in St. Petersburg, Florida, in a cage match for Graham's Florida promotion. So that, that, that was, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't think they ever worked so later on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that, I thought that was really, really interesting. And it looked like it was a one-time deal because they just brought him in, and it was for Dusty's um, Florida Southern title. They just brought Murdoch in for, it looked like, for a one-time deal. 74, uh, the only match they had was in 1974 was in the Amarillo Territory, Funk's Territory, on December 26, 1974. So they had one match together that year. Um, 
It's a dusty stadium floor. That's when he started hitting that stride, you know. Uh, and then uh, Murdoch was in Amarillo the whole year, except for his St. Louis and all Japan tours. 75, they did five shows. Tampa, they did for, uh, let's see. Yeah, they did one. T- they did Tampa did an AWA show in Milwaukee, uh, McGurk show in Jackson, Mississippi. And they did two um, uh, Graham, Florida Graham shows, uh, one in St. Pete, no, two in St. Pete. And then November, they went uh, to all Japan and worked. Uh, good grief. They worked a lot of money. They had a big tour from this is November to December for a whole month. They worked almost every night together. So they really didn't. I mean, they would have just little runs. Yeah. You know? Uh, they, you know, I always thought that, you know, they were a team from like late 60s. I went to them, you know, I always thought about 73, 74, you know. But, um, yeah, that last little run they had in 75, um, and like I said, most of it was in Japan. Uh, like I said, it was 16 matches total for the month. Spermish that whole tour, they, they teamed together. And then and they were pretty much done until uh, – their next really more than a, you know, my, I look, I think it was like a one in 78 or 79. And then 80, they had like a little month, two month run as the outlaws. But 75 was really their last year of really, really together. So, but it, it's stayed a lot off and on, you know, which I thought, did you think it was a whole run? Yeah. The way you've always heard. Yeah. Yeah, the way they way they always built them up was, you know, that they yeah. had this run and were like taking over the wrestling world. Yeah, so I, that's why I usually I wouldn't go into detail about stuff that much, but I I didn't even know. I thought like you know they were late sixties, they hit it, hit it, and they were off. You know, it yeah. didn't slow down until you know. So yeah, that was really really neat to understand to find out that there was actually. Couple of years they only had one match together, <laughs> Texas Outlaws. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. It's really, yeah. And like I said, I looked on uh, basically two biggest sites, uh, cage match and wrestling data, uh, and they pretty much matched up most on everything. But like I said, you know, I'm sure there was some spot shows um, that aren't on there. But you know, for your big towns, you know, that your TV towns, that's you know, pretty much they got all the TV stuff. You know, town, they're big towns on there so that's kind of you know you always think of the great tag teams of like well, man they really hit and miss though but but they did business when they were together though that's <laughs> yeah yeah and like i said bob had them i mean they were that last little run 75 bob pushed them you know they worked that whole month almost every show together so but, but oh but uh oh this is what i thought was really interesting um because I skipped through a lot of my notes. Uh, when they were in AWA, Murdoch was still allowed to work the St. Louis shows. Huh. But listen to this. Well, he worked them up and he was working them. He got to work them. You know, he, like I said, they went, uh, you know, in October, they got together in, in 72 in AWA. He got to work the last couple St. Louis shows that year. But in 73, I guess they made him work out a deal where if he's going to work the St. Louis shows, they had to put him under a hood. He was the invader. Oh, so wow. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I guess because they didn't, because he's, you know, because that run, and that was a big run they had in AWA in 73. So, you know, they were switching the titles back and forth between them and other people a lot. So I'm thinking Mushnick, so, we'll, you know, I guess Mushnick and Vern come to an agreement, you know, because he used to get that big St. Louis payday, you know? 
was put him under a hood. So, but I think that's cool that they work together, let him get his, so he can still get that big St. Louis payoff each month, you know? I wonder if he got the whole outfit or he just like threw a crappy mask on. I bet they did. I bet he's putting a, uh, just a hood on. <laughs> Everybody knew it was Dickie Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. Just because of the way he worked, you know? And I had it somewhere. I can't remember if I wrote it down. I saw he actually, Murdoch worked Bruno for a WWF title match in St. Louis. Uh, I think it was 72, I think it was. I didn't write it down. Damn it. I thought that was cool that, you know, that I knew that, you know, Bruno worked, didn't always just work in New York. You know, they, they did some stuff with, went in Florida with Bruno, and then Bruno went, you know what I'm saying? But I thought it was pretty cool that they got a WWF title shot on at, at St. Louis at the kill. Yeah. So, and... Uh, uh, it's wild, but, yeah, it is wild. Well, it was, you can see, back then, uh, uh, Senior worked with Florida, and, you know, because him and Graham were friends, and, you know... Yeah, they, so, they, they were never actually, like, an NWA territory, though, right? No, they were part of the NWA at a they were part of the NBA, but from what I read, but they weren't in a, a territory. But they worked together. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a weird relationship because I've heard bit, I read bits and pieces of it. I don't know the gist of it, but it, just, it was a weird agreement they had because uh, Graham and Eddie Graham and, and and Senior were like buddies, you know. So uh, I guess it's back when you know because when the Graham brothers, you know, that was a big thing up in New York. You know, this uh, was it. Early mid sixties, the three grand brothers. Yeah, or was it late fifties, something like that? So I'm, so they, you know, he had a good working relationship with senior. So, um, so yeah, they, so yeah, it wasn't until early, it basically when junior got in there and basically took over, took over, pretty much the, the you know, day to day operation is when they kind of cut. What was it? Wasn't there like a I'm trying to remember my brain so much? But wasn't there a show, there was a wasn't like a Backlund versus Flair early 80s was like the last time they worked together, NWA and WF, I think, like 82-ish, 83-ish. I remember somewhere seeing it, like in the Meadowlands maybe. I've, I've seen either the match or the promos for the match, and, yeah, that seems about right. So basically when Junior come in and started taking over the day-to-day, that's when I think the the relationship with the, with the couple of NWA territories they had went away because Vince didn't want – he was – Wanting to, is that he was, you know, getting that idea of starting, every, you know, his his idea of what he wanted, you know. So, man, I just thought that was cool. Murdoch got a WWWF top shot, but no, I just bored everybody with much of stuff. <laughs> but I just thought it was really neat because you don't, you know, you always hear about, you know, takes that laws. They were that hill team. Basically, you know, they were the hill team after the assassins kind of, you know, died down. You know, they were on the, you know, and then it seemed like, Texas Outlaws was the new big hill team that went all over everywhere, you know? Yeah. So like they were, you know, but they really didn't. They just went in, you know, time periods. So. Oh, you ready to get this? Oh, you don't know where to go, do you? Actually, I think I found it. I believe it's Cactus Back Wrestling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uploaded by Cactus Back Wrestling. The match for this evening, or whenever you're listening to it, I guess is Antonio Noki versus Dick Murdoch from JWA, December 4th, 1971. And if you are triple zeroed out, 
I am triple zeroed out. We'll hit play in three, two, one, play. All right. We got a black and white. Hopefully this match ain't in black and white. Nah, nah oh, there they we had go. color way before us. I know, but I was just saying, I know they 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 colored before we did, but I just saw that little graphic there. I, I just want to point out, look how crystal clear whoever uploaded this has kept this footage. Hold on. Okay. Um, I first, for a minute there, I was like, I thought it was that same ring that, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me cut you up. Go ahead. But let's watch any, like, U.S. territory tapes from 71, and they look like someone <laughs> shot them with a gun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the 71. Look how, yeah, it's. This, this yeah. is, like, 1980s footage. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is, this is clearly 10 to 15 years ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying oh, this is well, 18, but... No. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, man, look at Mark. He's slim, ain't he? Yeah, he's pretty trim, yeah. Oh, no, I just saw him from the side. No, he's very trim. He's, seven, he's only 25, too, so... Yeah. That course hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> I don't know if they had light beer yet. Who's drink, drinking Coors Banquet? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that was nice. Oh, look at Dickie Murdoch go. Wow. That's a nice little exchange there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And Oki got them. What's that, what's that term? Matinee good looks you always use? Mat matinee idol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're on a little, little grappling. Yeah, this is good. Starting out. Well, well, you know, I mean, Dick Murdoch's hell of an athlete. He was, did play on the West Texas State football team. The honorary member team? Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice let, take down by Murdoch. play in the alumni, alumni game for no reason. They're yeah. like, I, none of us remember him, but okay. Oh, he got the arm. Yeah, this may be the best Dick Murdoch's ever looked. It is, yeah. Because we hadn't I mean, seen nothing. Oh, nice fireman's carry out of that. Wow. He's, he's still got a beer belly. Yeah, but not like, oh, that arm drag was beautiful, wasn't it? That was slick. Now to the heads, then one up float over to the head says, that was nice. Did he miss some... Owlets on these boots? I don't know, man. I watched, boots look I watched some old tape, and, like, the eyelids are spaced farther apart on some of those old Yeah, they boots. have to, yeah. They're old, because Onokis look normal, but Murdoch's look like they're spaced further apart. Nice head scissors. He's going to come up out of it. But Dick Van Tran, he always did, is just, like, really work the holds, get the now, most out of it. There he goes. He's going to shoot out to the side headlock. Well, maybe not. <laughs> no, there you go. Well, is he going to get out? Yep, here he comes. He's working his way. He's out. 
Oh, uh, that's like, oh, okay, that, that was slick. I was hoping Dick was doing comedy by now. And he's yeah, pop his exactly. head out and get, st- get stuffed right back in. I was hoping we were going to get he's a little got, comedy in Japan. Yeah. He's got the hammerlock on him. You know, elbowing. Boom, big elbow. Right not a Noki chin. Yeah. Probably hurt right <laughs> can't miss that. Yeah, I can't miss it. <laughs> Damn it. I just you want, know, so though, I he did that. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Losing his chin reduction? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's his arm drag. He does the old school big man arm drag to the knee. Yeah, the old double knees to Bret Hart. Yeah. He's wrenching that arm, though. Murray's going to hit him. He's wrenching it. That's good. Oh, flip bump there. Alex Murray, even back then, he was all legs and arms when he bumps. Yeah. He was all legs and arms back then. What's uh, the buggy whip arms and a beer belly? Yeah. That's the perfect heel. Yeah. Jim Cornette, I think you're wrong because I tried forever for that to work. I had to start working out before I got anything. So yeah, you, you had you had to have buggy leg arms, buggy leg and buggy whip, whatever arms. Their legs and arms got to match, but you got to have the belly. You didn't have the legs. You had big, you had big, you got big legs. So you, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> got to have that nineteen eighty seven Doug Summers look. <laughs> and we're at the top wrist lock now. Oh, oh, I thought he was going to take you back. Oh, nice shoulder tackle. Oh, uh, he went for the head scissors. <laughs> I, I want to point out, though, that they're flowing so well with each other that that, that was a screw-up, obviously. Oh, yeah, but you couldn't tell, don't, really. Don't realize it. Those people didn't know. No, oh, he's got the body scissors on him now. I think he's got Murdoch. He got Murdoch in a wrist lock or trying yeah, for a wrist lock. Wrist lock over there. This is uh this is super technical. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for especially what we used to see Murdoch. Mean, we we saw the the match with Dick Byer, and like that was really technical. Yeah. No can destroyer, but this, like this is more I'm trying to think Crucifix. how to describe it. Oh, the dig bottom is more Bret Hart technical, and this is more like Kurt Angle technical. Yeah, that was a nice underhook takeover. Yeah. Yeah, it's some good wrestling here. But I say, you know, Merck's 25, so he he could go back. I mean, he could, well, I'm not go, you know what I mean? he could always go, always go. I think, but he was like, yeah, he always go. But yeah, I, I don't he, know he when really he stopped rushed. being really serious. Because that was always yeah. the rap on him, right? Like, a, he yeah, could be the best said, in the yeah. world, or he could do a Three Stooges spot in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Oh, was he getting? Oh, he was trying to go between the legs. He brought it back out. <laughs> yeah, I think he's trying for a single or something like that. Yeah. 
with the legs and hooking, do a single leg takedown. Yeah. Is he going to grab some hair? Oh, I thought he was going to grab the hair for a minute. There you go. Double leg. Kick off. Monkey flip. Oh, monkey flip. Boom. There's that arm drag. <laughs> Did you notice how he, he hooked? I was just about his to bring that up. He hooked him on the monkey, hooked his legs on the monkey flip. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to go on something else. Yeah, when he went to monkey flip him, uh, Murdoch grabbed his ankles. Yeah. So and I was going, going to feed him. Controlled his bump. Yeah. Yeah, it was 100% his bump. Also, did you see the hook on the arm drag? He reached through and, and grabbed the Noki's trap. Did he? Yeah, so there's – so there's no way you can get caught up under that. Is how the old school guys would throw arm drags. Everybody nowadays, is elbow yeah, elbow. yeah, it's elbow to elbow, yeah. But you, in the can't, you can't lose them that way. You stay really tight, and your arm, yeah, can't it's tight. Get, your arm can't get caught up under them. Yeah, like open like this. Yeah, it's a clean break. And the thing is, the thing though, if you throw a good arm drag, it doesn't matter how they feed. Oh, nice tackle. Another tackle. Arm drag. There it is. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I bet that monkey flip, I was looking more at that because he grabbed his ankles. Uh, you rarely see that. Oh, yeah. So, so especially on that one, like, that was more similar to the old reverse monkey flip spot that, like, Pat Tanaka and guys would do all the time. Um, yeah, you have to grab the ankles on that one. On a regular, like, on your hips monkey flip, yeah. I've seen guys grab the ankles still or I've seen them post off the other guy's knees. Yeah. Wow, we're really breaking Man. down. That's weird. Yeah. I like how look at see how Murdoch look at that's actually you see it in MMA nowadays when they're going for the arm bar Kamura they grab they hook to block it he was doing it seventy one that was neat he's barring the arm and he's sitting there you didn't you didn't see that until well, recently it's, last that's common sense if it's getting moved this way grab it and pull it this way. I know but you never see it until recently you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's grinding that elbow on his on his face, ain't he? He'll shoot him off. Boom! Gosh, he hit those ropes 90 miles an hour, didn't he? Oh, there those head scissors. Yeah, he got it that time. Another one? Nope. Oh, that was deep. That arm drag was deep, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Wow. And he wasn't all the way down on it either. He didn't go all the way down his knee. He was still halfway up, so... It, uh oh, oh there's there short arm scissors. Not not fully. Nah, not, now not fully. Yeah, his, he got his, his leg, leg was leg. under Murdoch. Yeah, his leg was underneath him. Yeah. You never see that anymore. You well, know, I I, I, I tried yeah. I tried to bring it back for a little while, and just, I bring this up just because we we're just on that topic. Legs are too big. I say yeah. And you yeah. can't do that on a jack guy. No, you can't. No, they're all, you know. 
That's why you need a buggy whip arm long, heel. Exactly. So you can get some have some long, long, long arms like like Murdoch. Long I'm arms and no discernible biceps. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look! He's got he's got his other foot on his ankle. Yeah, I, try, I tried to bring him back like three or four times. I'm like, this ain't working. I'm I'm done. He's got his. He's, I was like, oh, is he getting out? And he got out in front face locking. Oh, look at him. He's got the underhook on that other arm. He's wrenching up with that arm. But underneath him, check for a choke. <laughs> now, that's one of the things you missed, too, is like the referee checking for stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. No one, no one checks for a choke anymore. You know what I mean? No. Uh -uh. I see sleeper holes well, no, get put on all, all, all the time, and it's a straight bar across the neck. I'm like, that's a choke. Oh, a rear naked choke now. <laughs> well, yeah, but a rear naked choke is a sleeper hold. I mean, it's the same thing because it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a blood choke. Oh, that. Oh, and he cradled it. Look at, oh, he almost had him cradled. He's still trying to get him look. He's still trying to get his shoulders down. Yeah, no, this is like a – you can tell that they're being light on certain things, but otherwise it they're act, they're going like it's a shoot. Yeah. It's it, it's like a shoot that they sprinkle oh, a few oh. high spots in. Yeah. He hooks him again. There he goes. This is good wrestling. Nope. Oh, gets back out of it. Go behind. Look at – oh, Murdoch spun out. Dang, this is good. Cause you wouldn't expect this. I mean, because it's. I mean, because we're used to, you know, eighties Mur. You know, late seventies, early eighties Murdoch. You know, oh, big knee. There we go. Now he's getting a little dirty on him. Oh, them knees look good. Another big knee. What's he gonna do? Snapmare. Oh, got the old uh, nerve grip on him. <laughs> yeah, it is. What is the tongue? Is he doing the Asiatic spike? That ain't yours, Dicky. No, no, he's it's the it's the nerve. The he's got the nerve. Oh, nice kick out! Oh, uh, look thought, at him. He thought, is riding him. Are you sure he's not driving that thumb in? I don't. I wish they'd zoom in. I could tell. He might be. I don't know. Actually, uh, I, th I think it's the, the nerve grip, but still, heck, out that other can't. one's choking him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ref was counting on that. No, he's just clamping near yeah, the nerve, but you couldn't really. It's waiting to zoom in. Nope, he's selling it good. I think now he's just doing made up nerve holds. Yeah, he's using the ropes. <laughs> Yeah, he just grabbed him now. Just <laughs> he's putting the feet on the ropes. Did the ref catch him? No. I feel like oh. okay. I feel like he's starting to have some fun now. Yeah, he, yeah, he's getting there. Yeah, it's and he's like, him fifteen minutes of technical. Now it's time to. Oh, there's that Murdoch just drop down elbow. <laughs> He, he's young in this. Yeah, I, hope, I hope he hits. He used to hit a move that I've always loved, but he doesn't do it all the time. The uh, cattle branding or whatever, like he'd be up on the top I heard rope. Him. He'd have his knee on your back and jump down and drive yeah. him down. Yeah. But I know after 
he got bigger and older. He stopped doing it. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice drop kick. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, Nanoki putting the putting the boots to him now. Oh, nice shoot shot on that double leg, didn't he? What's he? He just he just got it. He ain't really doing that to him, is he? He's just trying to, I don't know, get leverage on him, ride him. Yeah. No, I think do, he's do his sweet nerve holds again. Yeah, I got. He's got the. I just put my hands on his shoulders and we'll act like I'm working. Got the well, That's like <laughs> when you watch a. I watched some of those British tapes, and that's a hold. Like they'll just reach over and yeah. grab his shoulders. And, ah. Oh, he's got it on. He's got it clamped. Oh, there he goes. He's got it clamped up. Who knew Dick Murdoch, master of the oh! Jesus? Uh -huh. Oh, he missed it. That that first one was a almost. He almost overshot him, didn't he? <laughs> uh oh, we got a brain buster. It's gonna be a brain buster. Ah, uh, just suplex. Well, over there, brain just buster. A, but yeah, just a suplex. Oh, wow! Holy smokes! Anoki lost. Wait a second. Still nine minutes left in this video. Is this two out of three? Two out of three. Must be. All right, I'm down with that. Oh, I'm too, but that's a long for a two out of three, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it sure is. Two. Wow. That's got to work. Why is Murdoch's song his ear? <laughs> Did you see him? I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> he was, oh, push. Ooh, oh, there you fun. go. There you go. Get on in the big old forearms. There we go. He's tired of wrestling. Oh, Tommy, he drop. Is he going? We just sent him down. <laughs> oh, I might like, go wrong. He, he, like, he, yeah, he got him up. He's like, I could do this big walk thing. I don't want to. I thought he's going to do the old Terry Funk running. Like, oh, look, he stomped the lower back. Yeah. Oh, he put the knees. He is stomping the stew out of him. There you go. Now it's getting to Murdoch's. We got a round of wrestling. Now we got. A, now we're going to have a fight. Oh, big buckle on those little got, thin pads. Gimmicks, yeah, yeah. Backbreaker. Oh, he's gonna hold him. There you go. Yep. There's like put your head, put your hand on his chin. There you go. Murdoch. He had no teeth at 25, did he? Sure didn't. Apparently not. Dang, he lost his teeth early. <laughs> Look at him! Right, was right good, there, huh? making that face, doing that pose. Yeah, Trevor looks so much like him. Trevor has all his teeth, but good God! <laughs> Another big slam! Oh, slide to the back! Oh, oh smooth! That was nice. Way to lead into. Then we get the ropes. Is that the ropes? Oh, oh, that was oh, that was good. That was so slick. I like that. That was that was jumpsuits. We got jumpsuits. Yeah, sure do. I just need a sweet tracksuit, man. I need 
need some promotion just to hook me up with a sweet tracksuit. <laughs> oh, got a pole. Oh, Murdoch took the pole. Yeah, count yeah. out. <laughs> He's gonna win by count out. Yep. I don't know. Did he raise his hand? Yeah, there he goes. Yep. Second falls count. Count out. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. You're done. Well, I guess he started when they were out, and when he came in, it kept. Oh, so yeah, I guess yeah, when yeah. they went out, uh, yeah, I they started. So by the time he got in, didn't break the count. Yeah. So it's two, you know, you two. go to shows, and some referees don't realize that, and like one person will roll in, like if you're trying trying to do barely break the count or something like that, and it'll no. be like eight baby face rolls or heel rolls in, and then the ref will go one, and it's like. Yeah, it's really, he's supposed to everything. And it's not supposed to break the count. Oh, he looks fired up. Look at him. Here he comes. Ooh. Oh, he came in hot and stopped, didn't he? Oh, oh, big chop. Uh oh, here we go. We got us a fight. Something's happened during the break because he's awful fired up for just winning. Yeah, he got he came out of the house of fire, didn't he? Big chop. He must have said something about his mama or something. <laughs> Oh, big buckle. Another big buckle. Yeah, that just don't look like much padding on that thing. No. And, and you know, it, oh, oh. Just, that was, oh, God. <laughs> Mikko snot hung it out, came out of his nose. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was awesome. Just lay on that turnboat and he was hanging out. That was good. Oh, a big slam. Well, as I say, you know, you know, like there was no dense, like really protective foam padding back then either. That's oh like, no, that's cotton. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah, it's probably cotton or or some rags in that what up rags or something. It's not much. It's not yeah, much. It, in it's that. like it's like hey, take the pillow from your bed, put it yeah. over a uh, eye bolt. Oh, look at that! That's oh, that was nice. And headbutt it as hard as you can. Do you trust that pillow? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's this round. Anoki's fighting this round. He hadn't done any wrestling. It's been all like, oh, country mile. Oh. And big buckles. Uh -oh, it, oh, I thought he's going to suplex for a minute. He got for another big slam. He's dropped him. Yeah, they're fighting this round, both of them now. He's, something happened between rounds because he and Oki come out aggressive. Oh, look at that way Murdoch. I love how he throws those legs out in the air on that stuff. Look at him humping. Did you see him humping? <laughs> He's on the hump sale. <laughs> Old Dickie's having fun. Oh. Oh, 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 God. Jab. <laughs> Big elbow. That one this finger straight to the eye looks gross. He just, he just kicked, oh, around the leg on his knee. He kicked the stew out of him out of that corner. Oh, going for the choke. Yeah, they're just brawling now, just fighting. Which is good. That oh, Now they're just, you know, that last fall, it's. Do what you can do to get it now. 
Uh-oh. Going for the suplex. Is he going to get it this time? Brain buster, brain buster, brain buster. There oh, it is. Brain, that was, yep, that was brain buster. Is he going to kick out of his brain buster? Oh, I he kicked he out must of his brain win. Buster. He kicked out of the brain buster. That was a gross-looking brain buster, too. Yeah, it, it, it didn't look too, too smooth. Go back to your nerve holes. Yeah. So <laughs> go for another one. Uh oh. Oh, he blocks it. What's he gonna do? Suplex. Float over. Brain buster. He just beat him with a suplex. I, I think it was he meant, kicked out. I think it was meant <laughs> that, meant to be a brain buster, but Dickie's like, nah. I think so too. And it didn't. Yeah. Oh. Oh, maybe we know so that he's topped up. <laughs> huh? Maybe it was just a suplex. I think it was. Or Dickie just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he shook his hand and got out of there. What if Dickie just did bad business because Inoki looks horribly confused? He does. He has kind of a oh he this is for a belt. Maybe Dickie didn't want to do the job. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just confused. So I didn't look. Yeah, he didn't. Like, you had a like a uh, what just happened? Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't look up the results because I didn't want to know the finish to see if it was for a belt or anything. Well. Minus awesome, fixing turn. Got him a little scroll there. And a trophy. Oh, look at the trophy. Dang. Big fancy one. Yeah. Everybody's gonna look at you on the bus like you're a <laughs> like you're a butthole. <laughs> sure the office takes it back with them. <laughs> no, nah, they make, wow, you, that's they good make you carry it on the bus. That's some, yeah, that's a rib right there. You know, you got heat in the office from them make you carry the trophy around to the town. <laughs> you got to eat with the office. <laughs> what well, of all these years, that, that was the thing. It's like, hey, you won this prestigious thing. Be happy, by the way. Carry that around all towns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, uh, half a loop is was, uh it's gonna be an air. There's an airplane loop. It's because the loop is on. You have to take two flights. <laughs> but you gotta check that in every time. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> or don't check or, it. Or, yeah. <laughs> or 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 if you're in a territory, they give you a big trophy. You gotta. You're up. You're flying. They, you're doing one little Cessnas. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, was it when, uh, was it when Florida would run the Bahamas and stuff and they had to fly over in the little Cessnas? <laughs> You'd be stuck in that big trophy. <laughs> good God. Oh, man. Man, that was really good. That was awesome. I like that. And that that match right there, fit, that was good because man, like I said, I haven't seen. I've seen a couple of Murdoch here and there from the late seventies, you know, some early eighties stuff. But man, early seventies, man, he was. And I've seen some of the the outlaw stuff, Texas outlaw stuff. 
from the early 70s. That's different from this. Um, man, that first round, man, that was some wrestling. They were countering each other and just, it was really technical, you know? A lot of mat wrestling, throw a little high spot in, go back to the mat wrestling reversals and work the holds and stuff. That was really good. And the psychology made sense because, like I said, that first round was wrestling. Second round, Murdoch started brawling. Anoki was still trying to wrestle him. But, and then they went to the third round, and Anoki had enough. He was brawling with him, you know? And that was yeah, good. and I, I like wish that. we could have seen what happened during the break because I just feel like I feel like that aggression was – unwarranted but something had to happen yeah because because when they counted him out you know they raised his hand he wasn't all but as soon as they clicked to when mark was in the ring the bell rang he come charged he was hot about something yeah, something yeah Mur- murdoch murdoch did something <laughs> they didn't they didn't, they didn't get filmed yeah yes yeah, so he yeah because when he counted him out anoki was you know you know he raised his hand he's happy he won but third fall man it's like you know he doesn't beat his dog, Murdoch. Doesn't beat his dog or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the only thing I, I questioned about the match. Was like, man, that's a really weird transition gear change. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, oh. something was cut out of it. Yeah. But they cut- that match was awesome and a lot of fun and like it was super duper technical. But then like once once Dicky got in his heat, like you'd see him being kind of silly and really, but really yeah. entertaining. Like no, never taking away from it. And then yeah. like. Especially that last fall where it's just Dickie selling most of the time. Yeah, His selling's yeah. great. And he's doing those the cartoony face plant feet thing that you yeah, like. Yeah. And then the eye poke and then he did just a, a jab. God. <laughs> just a jab and a finger jab. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, because the whole thing always said that, you know, they wanted Murdoch to be world champion, but they said that, you know. They couldn't trust him to be serious all the time. This, he had just enough of that funny that didn't overtake it. You know, right. it was perfect. But then they said he was young then, too. So, you know, he, he uh, that that was that, that was awesome. That was a really, really good match. I highly enjoyed that one. I was shocked because I, I knew Murdoch could wrestle and everything, but his mat wrestling really, I was shocked how good it was, you know? Yeah. He he, really good mat wrestler. Oh, that's what you know. But like I said, I maybe seen a couple late seventies. Most of more like stuff I've seen is early eighties. You know, and um, which he could go, but it was a it wasn't this mat just technical chain mat wrestling that he was doing. So I, now I'm gonna watch some more of this. Find some more of this JWA of Murdoch because man, that was good. Yeah, no, that was totally a- different. That was phenomenal. And, like, you know, like all the old school guys back in the day could, like, sit out and ride. You know what I mean? But that'd be about it. They'd yeah. sit out, ride, and spin out, yeah. or grab a front face lock. But those, they were going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they were shooting for single legs, shots and double legs. I mean, you know, yeah, that was good. I like that. That was really, it really hit the spot of, of something different. You know, so uh, I knew it was going to be good. Is Murdoch, early, early Murdoch. The Nokis, I know he's gonna have some wrestling, but I didn't expect to have that much. So it, it it hit the something different category definitely, and it was really good. All right, so where are we gonna go next week? All right, so I'm 99.9% sure you've seen this match, which is the only bad thing about me picking it. But this gives us an excuse to watch it again, probably, and watch it together and, and see our thoughts, our individual thoughts on it. Um, 
We're going to Knoxville, Tennessee, Knoxville Civic Coliseum. And this is at the tail end of our territory cutoff. Uh, it was April 8th, 1995. See if you can guess it. I see, I see you thinking. Uh, Bud Lindell versus Shawn Michaels. You got it. Yep. No! <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it. I really don't remember it. So when looking for this, I do want to say when looking for this on YouTube, uh, here is the person who has uploaded it. Uh, it's Campillo1, C-A-M-P-I-L-L-O-W-O-N. The reason I say that, you're not going to find a lot of this because, you know, the evil corporation thinks they own wrestling, which, I mean, I guess they did buy the tapes. <laughs> This is a... Actually, uh, they, own, they own Smoky Mountain, don't they? What do you mean? They own the tape. New York, yeah. Boston. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. So they do so, own. So, they actually, so this might not be on here next. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. This, this, uh, this camera angle or this tape, I don't think this is the produced one because in the bottom it still has the counter. So I think it's uh, raw footage. Handheld. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so I think that's how it's still up. But either way, that's the place to go. Um, hopefully, when we come back next week and watch it, it's still there. But I, I, I was listening to something, and it was talking about the infamous Buddy Landell turning babyface promo. And it made me think how amazing that promo is in the lead-up to this, and then how awesome this match was, and how it was like it could have really been a resurgence for Buddy because he. From this match, you know, it's not spoilers, it's 1995, he, he got a WWF deal yeah. and then got hurt, slipping on ice of all things. Yeah. You know, he got clean, he had started getting back in shape, and because he did so well here, don't get me wrong, he wasn't getting featured, but he was getting used. Yeah, a, a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, no offense to Smoky Mountain, because I love Smoky Mountain, but better one than he was getting there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Buddy Lindell has always intrigued me because he's kind of like the biggest what if. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's one of those, definitely one of the, definitely, you know, top 10 of what ifs, you know, at least top 10 of the what ifs. You know, it, it, it's yeah. what if Buddy Landell, and I, I I love the phrase, but it's a little, little blue, but, and I'll clean it up a little bit, but what if Buddy Landell hadn't constantly stepped on his own pecker? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean that's what he did. He always got in his own way. Yeah, definitely. So there was somebody said, I don't know how true it is. You know, it's wrestler, so he takes some of his truths and most of it not. About there were some weeks where he worked for free for watch because he got fined so much. <laughs> I th I think that might be hyperbole. Like I th I think they may be exaggerating a bit. Yeah, yeah. But him being fined like almost every show, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah, they said it, Cornette, well, Cornette said he, actually, he got no, fined. I have heard Cornette really break this down. Bill always paid him. He would take the fines out over time. Yeah, yeah, it takes yeah. So they wouldn't because yeah. if he would have had to pay all the fines back out of the next check, he would be worth for free. Yeah, yeah, he'd be worth for free. But it, but yeah, take it out because Bill's such a scene is such a hard butt. I'm again trying to clean it up, especially since I dropped a four-letter word earlier that I'm going to have to edit out. Um, <laughs> but he had a soft spot for Buddy. Because I think he knew there were, the talent was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, he, and, you know, 
he wanted Buddy to to elevate himself to you know so that talent would shine. And like I said, he just he could never get out of his own way, you know. Yeah. So, but that, there's been a lot of guys like that through the years, you know, you know, to to an extent. So, yeah, I've, I've seen this match years ago. I barely remember it. Um, so, I mean, it's be basically new to me. So. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Like I said, if nothing else, just to watch it again and be able to watch it together. And and it's guys that everyone, yeah. I don't know everyone's familiar with for the most part. I'm sure even. People who have just left the network on too long have seen Buddy Landell pop up. Oh yeah, I mean, because I mean, there's Watts on the network, there's TV, you know, NWA on the network, Smoky Mountain on the network. So people have stumbled across Landell on the network one 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 promotion to the other, you know, yeah. <laughs> through the years. So but that's cool. That's good. That's a good little 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 match. We'll see. You know, it's um, was it from Knoxville? Yep, Knoxville Civic Auditorium. That's right. You didn't said that. Duh. <laughs> I uh, was on one of their was on one of their big shows. Did you say? Yeah, this was this was Super Bowl Super Bowl of Wrestling. Super Bowl of Wrestling. All right. I had uh, I had thought about what like right before we went on air when I was pulling this up, so I had it ready. Um, I had thought about switching it to the show that you were supposed to get really good. We'll we'll tell that story before we go into it, but. Uh, Quentin was at a Smoky Mountain Wrestling show, but he was supposed to be in way better seats. And our good friend Marcus Woodrow the third, well, there, there's still some lingering heat, I think. <laughs> no, even though we got we we need to go, you know, back in the dressing room and sit beside Ricky Morton. Hey, hey, headset hey, on. Save, save the story. We'll save save the story before we go into Smoky Mountain next week. All right, that's a good story. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of stuff, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago you talked about y'all joined Costco. Yeah. Okay. So like that Saturday, Dana calls. I'm getting a membership at Sam's. I'm like, what's the devil timing of that? <laughs> so, so I went to Sam's Saturday, and that's a, the biggest work I've ever seen. Who needs nine million chocolate covered raisins? Um, everybody. Huh? Everybody. At least Chocolate this fat man did. Are, I bought it. <laughs> Chocolate covered raisins are delicious. Um, oh, see, I love. Well, see, here's the thing. I like. I actually, you know, I love chocolate, but for some reason, I like yogurt covered raisins better. Didn't see them. I passed those like three times. I went back. I was like, you know what? I'm getting them. So it's like, you know, it's like stuff you really don't need that much of it. But you look at it, it's like I, I gotta have that, you know, and you really don't. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's. I mean, they get you in there, man, and it's it, you're you're done. <laughs> you just lose you lose all all self control and, and common. I mean, not but uh, uh, logic, <laughs> all that stuff, you know. And it, it, I don't know what it is, but you just. It, I mean, oh man, it's just it's crazy how you can be so conscious on buying stuff, you know, and sticking to a budget. Going to Sam's or Costco, you're done. Well, <laughs> I, I actually, I've actually got a similar experience from from this past weekend. So, as you know, I went I went for a for a few day trip up to Cincinnati, and they have a place up in Cincinnati. And let me let me say, I highly recommend Cincinnati. I always have a lot of fun when I go there. Uh, we stay just outside Cincinnati and on the Kentucky side. With some friends of ours, but we were in Cincinnati every day. They have a great museum. 
uh, amazing places to eat. Uh, Cincinnati Reds games are a blast. Oh yeah. And but so we uh, there's this place we always go. They've got two of them, I think, two or three. It's called Jungle Gym, and it's the size of a Costco or a Sam's inside. It's massive, but they have stuff from everywhere, like in their groceries. You know, they'll have a section Japan, China, India, and it's like it's not just like here's McCormick's Indian spices. It's like the actual <laughs> spices from the country. <laughs> McCormick's. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you'll you'll see it yeah. and it'll be like Mexican blend. And it's just like, but you know, there's, it's all the same label. Oh, so gotcha. it's not that. This is like ha- half the labels. Like they'll have English on them. Some don't, but they'll have English on it. But they'll have in the native native language. Um, what was it? To, to the point, I forgot which country we were in. Um, <laughs> but you know, the swastika like is not, was not always, hey, this is nazis right like that it was taken it was already a symbol that was in other languages and stuff like that (laughs) so and i don't know why it made me laugh so hard but i saw this uh this little can of barbecue sauce from whatever country and it's got you know in in english what it is but everything else is in the other language and right up there is a friggin' swastika (laughs) i took a picture and sent it to a, a buddy of mine i'm like I don't know if I want to have this barbecue sauce, man. Uh, <laughs> but dude, yeah. that, this place is amazing. And you're talking about that. We went in there literally to get a gift from my my stepdad. His birthday's next week. And he likes craft beers. So we got him some like local Cincinnati craft beers. We came out spending over $150 cause we got all these different kinds of sauces that, that they had there. Um, I bought cigars because they had a cigar bar there. Like, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to smoke them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude, I figure we go there. All right, we'll spend about 100 bucks at the most. That's splurging. It was like 170 I mean, to $270-something. We come out, I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, it, it, no, no. And at, at one point, I remember. Okay, so here, here's where they get you at Jungle Jones. Because we actually spent more than that. And I didn't even think about that. They have a. This probably shouldn't be legal, but whatever. <laughs> a, a tap room in there, like you can get a beer and shop. Oh, that's really. Good. Oh my gosh! So now they. I, <laughs> I don't drink. Like I, I'll have a drink socially. Last drink I had before going to Jungle Gems was my wedding so i i don't i don't drink anymore and dieting and stuff like that my weight being down i'm a bit of a lightweight there was at one point where like we're sitting there and we'd all we just gone to the bathroom and then we're like yeah we need to leave because i'm doing i'm looking at the at the cart and doing math we spent way more or we spent way more than we planned on we gotta leave now oh it's how bad as you get in there. You, you can't control yourself. They're getting you in there and getting you tipsy. So you're really going <laughs> to yeah, be spending. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the setup right there, boy. But, hey, I, I, and I know it's, it's really weird to say, hey, go to this giant grocery store. But if you're ever in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati area, go to Jungle Gyms. And they, it's also, like, weirdly set up in there. Like, they'll they'll have – they have a uh, – what's it called? Oh, God. Like, you know, like the tram at Disney World? Yeah. 
they've got like a tram like it's not hooked up or anything i, I guess it used oh. to be at one point but they've got like a tram <laughs> station at, there's two different like i said there's two different ones one has just like a model of the old tram but one has the old tram that and they like will buy all these statues and like animatronic things and put them throughout the store you know and they like will nice. play music if you hit buttons and so it's a wild place i've never seen a place like it <laughs> So, yes, I'm recommending oh. if you go to Cincinnati, among the other things that Cincinnati has, go to this <laughs> crazy grocery store and they'll have stuff you never not thought you wanted to try. They sell those, uh, like, chocolate-covered roaches there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, wow, everything. All right, here's the big question. How many bags of Grippos did you eat? <laughs> I was really good. So, we were gifted, as we always are when they visit here or we visit there, they always give they they used to and they 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 know that i'm uh i'm trying to watch what i eat so instead of they used to do you ever seen the big boxes of grippos no it, it's a box with a giant plastic bag of them i think it's five <laughs> pounds and that's oh what my they, gosh that's what they used to gift but here's the thing about grippos is grippos are so light that you can eat a ton of them and not realize you just did it so i would <laughs> I, so they just they just did a regular bag and between me and the wife, we had a regular bag. But they also gifted Grippo's cheese nibs. They're kind of mm. like Cheetos, like the puffy Cheetos, and they are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, I've got, I've got two days, and if I don't make my goal weight, I'm blaming Grippo's. Well, you know, no, they no, sell I like, Grippo's. I, actually, I ate like crap. So I blame Skyline <laughs> Chili as well. Uh, a couple other places that I forget the names of. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you know they sell Grippos here in Bowling Green? I do. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I didn't know farther that. and farther south. I've seen them at a Tennessee gas station. Really? I and didn't it's know until ne- It's never a chain. You know what I mean? It's always just some, like, random. They got them at Walmart up here and admire. And, yeah, they're down here in Bowling oh, Green. They, I, they have, I believe they're they Costco. I believe I saw them at Costco. I'll, I'll check next time. But I've, wow. I've re- kind of remember last time I was there going, hey, Grippos. So it's come, they're, they're coming down. <laughs> Yeah. Skyline needs to keep on coming down. <laughs> or Gold Star One. Skyline or Gold Star I, One of them is coming down. I'm a Skyline guy. I like Cincinnati chili, but I'm a Skyline guy personally. Um, I don't know. Something about Gold Star has a I don't know if it's an aftertaste or what it is that I'm just not eh, about. Um, but no, I what it's crazy because I I wanted to buy a shirt for the game because it was it was 90s night when we went to the game. There there's yeah. a shirt on this website called Cincy Tees. Um, and they have like local shops in Cincinnati or the ship. And it's an old advertisement of Pete Rose holding up like gold star chili. And it says like, that's good chili. It has the logo or something. And I almost yeah, got I remember, to wear it in the 90s night. Um, I remember in the 90s when we used to go up there a lot, Reds games and our ticket stub was, was gold star coupon on the back of the on your ticket right. stub to the Reds games back in the 90s. We never went though. <laughs> so they've got like two skylines in the stadium. Now, there are more skylines and gold stars now up there. A lot more. And we ate at the what we thought was the original skyline, but then we did some research. The original had been torn down. So I think this was mm-hmm. the oldest skyline. Oldest one. Yeah. Um, it was actually featured in The Simpsons, but uh, so that was cool. No, oh, man, it was, it was a cool trip. I love I love going to Cincinnati. No. It's such a weird, crazy mix of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I
just for games. Whenever games come back. Um, just plug a few things. Plug your uh, NWA stuff real fast. Oh yeah, guys. Um, if you're listening to this uh, before the 28th, big weekend of wrestling. We had a big week already. It's going to carry over. Uh, August 28th, NWA Empower on Fight TV. There may still be a few tickets left if you're going to be in the St. Louis market, but there's not many. Um, but you can order that on Fight Pay, uh, Fight TV Pay Per View. Um, also on the 29th, if you're going to order that one, go ahead and get the bundle because there are no tickets left. NWA 73, the 73rd anniversary show uh, that will be on Fight TV, as well as tapings for season six of NWA Power, August 30th and 31st. And oh, yeah, guys, this is at the Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis, Missouri. First time wrestling's been there in over 30 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and that was a heyday. That was Mushnick's place there forever. Yeah. The Chase yeah, was the, legendary. From the 50s to the 80s, wrestling at well, the Chase was a thing. Well, so that's cool. Um, so y'all do the y'all do the pay-per-views, and then the, the tapings. So when will those tapings start to air? Do you have a date for those? If, if it goes like past tapings have gone, <laughs> the first episode that we taped on Monday will air Tuesday. Wow, that's cool. They do that that's awesome. around. It's insane. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I want to plug uh, the WMF Raw. What Raw? <laughs> WMF <laughs> Medium Rare. Yeah, absolutely. Go over to their YouTube channel and support our friend Monte Carlo. He, he's bringing this weird culty wrestling from 2000, 2001 back, and he's spending a lot of time cleaning this up. Yeah, let's go check him out. He's got. Um, I can't remember who he's got. Oh, it's Kevin Jones against the Saint. It's gonna be there. Oh, he's dropping Saturday. Kevin gets uh, a microphone. Or we riot. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Kevin gets a mic this this week. Um, go check out buddy Scott Till, crowbarpress.com. Uh, check it out. See what he's got. Uh, go visit I saw my Scott Facebook post page. Something about uh. And this may have been referencing what's already come out, but is he currently still working on part two with Frankie Kane? Yes. Does it have any kind of release date coming up? No. <laughs> um, no, he's still he's still working on it. I, I know in October, and I know Scott has something to do with it. I'm assuming it's going to Crowbar Press, but I may be wrong. Uh, the Burt Prentice autobiography? Uh, it comes up first of October. He will have it at the Burt Prentice Memorial Show. He'll have it there. Um, he sent me a thing today. He told me he's going to have it at the, uh, the Burt Prince Memorial show they're having uh, first week of October, second week of October, something like that. So it'll be out. It's going to come out for about the first week of October, Burt Prince book. Um, yeah, so that's not too far away. Um, I don't even know where that Burt Prince show is. Do you know where it's at? I, I believe Jackson. It's going to be Jackson. Okay. I believe. That makes sense. Uh, I will definitely find sense. out and, went, and find out and let you know swing plug it on here. Um, yeah. Um, now, do, do you know see. is that going to be available on Crowbar Press? Yeah, it will okay. be. I'm, awesome. I'm, all of his books are only one that's not available is the Rocky Johnson book. <laughs> Most people know the situation on that, so um, nobody can get that. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be on there because every one of his books are on there. Um, yeah, so go check out Scott at CrowbarPress.com. Check out my Facebook page, uh, UWA Thez 1976. I'm putting up some, some pretty cool stuff on there. Um, check it out. Uh, hey, go to our uh, YouTube page then. Yeah, we we never uh, plug that. Yeah. I know. 
<laughs> like everybody else, we don't plug ourselves at all. Yeah. Yeah, please, please guys, so got- like and subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing. Put in the comments what you like, what you don't like. We will take them with a grain of salt and maybe try to improve. Maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll try, but you won't ever succeed. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go to our we have a web. Uh, go to our web uh, YouTube, uh, whatever. Go to our YouTube page. Good grief, that's horrible. We have a yeah, Facebook page like as subscribe. well too, uh, but it is What's under that? the. We have a Facebook page as well too, but it is under the No Budget Podcast Center. Yes, because we have no budget. That. Yeah, exactly. We have no budget. Our budget has got a minus in front of it. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything you want to add to this? No, man. I think I'm done. All right. Well, if you're done, I'm done. Stick a fork in her. She's done. For Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. Three, two, one. Hello, wrestling fans. Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today. <laughs> Sorry. Everything's <laughs> right by my face. Oh, can we start over? We're going to go with it. We'll go with it. And today I'm with Jeremiah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start over, man. Yellow <laughs> oh. again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett, Quentin Charisma. <laughs> right along ringside. Uh, oh, my God. Man, we gotta do this all over again. That's a train wreck.